This is a Danger Entertainment Network podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Network podcast. This is Ed Johnson, and I am definitely affiliating this this here uh, message. Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Here come the dwarf fighter, Battlestone. He's a low stacks gangster, Battlestone. Excuse me, random villager, Battlestone. Gonna give you my cash, Battlestone. Na 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 Fulton, Battlestone. Aye. Oh no, we don't lie. Yes, he must comply. Handing out gold pieces up and down the street. <laughs> he knows what you don't know. He's going to roll quite oh, low. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hit a rat queen and then go for na, the na, na, na. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Previously on the Danger Club podcast. I'd say we're about a day's ride from Yanderhoff. You bandits? So no, we just like to rest our bones about the fire. What sort of things do you trade in? I'm in the labour market. What do, you, what do you mean labour? Slaves. Oh, I hope this isn't a prelude to wanting to do something about it. Well, of course, yeah. I, that's why I asked if they were taking well, watch so we could murder them in their sleep. I hate slavery, uh, but I also, I, I'm not a murderer. These people are trying to sit by their fire and you're going to kill them for it. And I'm not going to take part. The adventure continues. Now we're rolling. Hey, Scott. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hella. Hello, who? Hello, everyone, and hey. welcome to the Danger Club hey. podcast. Grim DMing nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been nailing Grim DMing for about seven <laughs> games, I think. Uh, Ross, you never told you and Colin never told us the answers to your uh, greatest gaming moment. Yeah, why oh, didn't you yeah. tell us the answers to that? Ah, yes. I don't know. What's wrong with you guys? Didn't, didn't want to ruin the flow. Um, I never ever got into like RPGing until I met cool. all so of you Colin. guys uh, when we all started at a famous uh, actually not famous uh, a uh, interactive uh, actory job that we all did together and I'd heard that you guys had started um, and I think Dan said that I could come along once and then I played a ranger named Raymir uh, and he was really good with animals. Uh, he he was famously really good with animals. Uh, so much so that I had a shirt made with all the animals that had died in his uh, in his lifetime, uh, which was a lot. This uh, is Ross's crowning moment. This is his like really inspiring, like, no, no, wonderful, no, no. amazing so, moment. So like when I when I rolled that character and then the first game that we played where me and James got introduced into the game was mm-hmm. was a standout moment for me because I'd never ever experienced anything like it before and that feeling was really really cool like how you could just do anything and like some of the random things like I think one of the best times was when Ramir went off because one of his animal companions died Dan let me go off and find a zoo uh, to to get another animal companion uh, to which I found a polar bear uh, I think that was one of the standout things of how like free d 
D&D was. Nice. And how free, like, you could be with it. I think that, for me, was the standout moment for me. And now you are, and now all this, time, now you DM for the rest of us. Uh, yeah. You run, True, you run yeah. a mean game yourself uh, this far on. That has yeah. been some of my favorite gaming moments have been any time we've let you sing in one of our <laughs> games. Yeah. Uh, I hope we, have, we get to get that on the actual show one day. There was a talking lion called Lionel. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's been some weird, yeah, weird characters. Uh, no, he's a minotaur. Sorry, he's a minotaur called Lionel. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. How does he, how does he say money, Ross? Money! I think. <laughs> don't, don't do it. I'll stop. <laughs> yeah. It's just in the middle of a sentence where just, Ross just dropped on his, like, a really elongated, mm, I like money. <laughs> <laughs> like a bovine sort of sound. We just lost it. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, good times. Colin? Well, you as you know, I've what said it was someone going to speak. No, no, no. I thought okay. someone spoke. All oh, right. Okay. No, no, no. I, uh, 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 so <laughs> I've not been playing for like loads and loads of uh, years, like a lot of you. And uh, I started playing maybe six months before we started doing this podcast. I just kind of entered in at the right time. I had the equipment. You wanted to do one. Um, <laughs> it's the only reason I'm here, Danger Lynch. It's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible chat up line to me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But no, no, no. I mean, I'd, I'd been meaning to come along for, for five years, hadn't I? Do you remember when yeah. you first started it? I couldn't do it for some reason, so I didn't come and join in in the games. And then I went off and I was busy and everyone else was busy and I could never make a game. And then, long story short, I started playing and then we started doing the podcast. And I think for me, the first time I really, uh, really kind of jumped into it was when I created my own character because I'd been playing a character that had been created by someone else before in our in our sort of social game and um i just came up with the name mz and i remember texting dan and saying i want to play uh, a half elf called mz and he just sent back a, an lol <laughs> <laughs> and that for me was the defining moment and then i guess the second moment for me was when we got fan art and when uh, you know seeing the two pictures of MZ that people have made so far have just kind of, you know, blew me away. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Can I chip in a tiny thing about like, so, you know, obviously you have these moments when you go like, oh yeah, it's amazing. I've got so much freedom. There's so much I can do. There's also a moment when you realize you can't actually do anything. Yeah. Like, and that, right, there was a moment when we were playing really early on and I was playing uh, like half orc sorcerer and I walked into a room and I went, I've got a plan. And uh, and and I was I was like I'm going to use shocking grasp on this like boss orc and he's going to go and like die on the floor like you know like the Joker you know does to people in that you know Batman film and uh, and went in and went <laughs> let me shake your hand and he went like. Ow, I kill you now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> crap. Oh, man. That did not work how I thought it was. And then we were surrounded, like, by yeah. loads of other orcs. And I was it like, this, this is like not work out well. It was, like, literally in the middle of his tribe, wasn't it? In a big room. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah. My plan was I'd kill him and I'd go, ha-ha, now I am your leader. And they'd all follow me. But <laughs> That did literally started with you saying, don't worry, I have a plan. Like, yeah. like any great D&D thing. I have, a, I have a fun story of uh, one of my favorite moments from the history of this podcast. Oh wow! Um, so, um, are, you gonna, I, are you going to talk about? Are you going to say killing, killing, killing MC? No, it's yeah, not. yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> that's, that's, Thank that's you, Scott. We're all expecting it. Um, 
No, I I got to tell the story now because we're way past. It happened a while ago, um, and it, we keep getting far away from it. Uh, so have I mentioned that I have I mentioned that Ross and I met Jason Baldwin? Um, have we ever? <laughs> only ever only a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. A thousand yeah. times. The uh, the oh. the lead game the JB. head of game des- head the of game design for Pine Big J. Uh, we met him at UK Games Expo. I I may have. I may have mentioned this quite a bit because now whenever I write game or design on my phone it capitalises it <laughs> so clearly I've mentioned it to a few people but we met Jason we did our interview which was lovely he then went off and had a holiday around uh, the UK before flying back about a week later I saw a message from him saying he was in London doing having a, like a day in London before he flew home again uh, and what was there to do so I sent him a message with just some stuff to do go to Orks Nest because we love Orks Nest a couple of good bars to go to and I said I'll do the Tower of London if you've got time it's touristy but you know it's fun um, and James and I work at the Tower of London we perform at the Tower of London it's, it's a brilliant place and I didn't hear anything back and I was oh, I saw a picture on Twitter later on I was like oh he went to Orks Nest oh that's nice and then I'm sitting in the break room at the Tower of London and I look at Jason Bormer's Twitter feed and I'm like he's here I see a picture. I was like, "He's he's yeah. in the tower right now. He's he's where we are." And, and I message you guys, and, um, and you guys are like, "Well, go and get a photograph of him," mm. which you know I can't do because I'm I'm dressed in restoration era costume with a musket, so I can't run around <laughs> with a smartphone, unfortunately. But I tweeted him and said, "Oh, we're doing a show at half three. Um, come and see that." And I looked down from the battlements halfway through the show, and Jason Bullman, the lead game designer of, of Paizo, who we interviewed, is watching. Our show at the Tower of London, and <laughs> so, and, so <laughs> and he had to go afterwards. We had a bit of a chat on Twitter, but yes, uh, we so I so we interviewed him about Pathfinder Second Edition, and then a week later he came and saw me doing a show about the stealing of the crown jewels so in sixteen seventy one. That and is, the circle was complete. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. The Bowl Man. Dangerlings, can you, and I mean, I know we say this a lot, but can you tweet us and tell us about your moments? Uh, that uh, yeah. You, yeah. Uh, you know, when did you get into RPG? We'd really like to know that, actually. We'll retweet the best ones, definitely. Uh, tell you what, even I'm, the worst ones, we'll, we'll retweet you. I mean, I'll tell you what, I go in further, and uh, I, I think it'd be quite fun to read out some of the best ones in the show. Yeah, yeah. you could do that, have a chat about them. Yeah. So if they're really, really good, send them in. We want to hear. We've That'd be a, amazing to discuss that. Oh, We've had great. a few people that have started playing role-playing games because of the Danger Club which or is because amazing. they listen to the Danger Club we got a message on amazing. our yeah. uh, what's Discord. it on our discords yeah. yeah the other day Saturday yeah Discord. that was awesome yeah, that's absolutely great you know oh. it's it's so much fun and I think in this age of technology and distance and people doing video calls getting a bunch of your friends and sitting around yeah. the table and, and playing a good old game it, it, there's nothing like it it's, I'd recommend it. if you're thinking about it do it I, it, it's the constant sort of difference that comes up that keeps me playing it. There is one thing above all other things that just keeps me coming back to this game over and over again, uh, and that is the fact that MZ is still dead. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I thought we were having Scott a nice little moment there, and you just had to come on in there. Scott immediately knew where over. you were going with that. Yeah, like, already. I can, in it. I, yeah. I, the I see you on whenever Dan opens his mouth to say something nice is just so high. It's a natural 20 every time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we need to talk about MZ um, because you are arriving now at Yanderhof. You you came as well as wanting to chase down Freya Axborn. That is your main quest and, and look up it. Look into the uh, the cult of the Living God or the Church of the Living God. Uh, one of the big reasons you came to Yanderhof is that you're looking for a solution. Uh, you're looking for uh, something to try and help MZ. So it's time to really think about that. It's time to think about what are we going to do. What is the plan? Can you bring him back? What if you can't bring him back? Should you bring him back? 
what where is everyone at with this at the moment and obviously Colin is in the room at the moment so if we, we can send Colin out I mean I can leave if you want for a bit yeah I'll, I'll <laughs> listen you, to it later but you're a part of this because you've never lost a character before so this is a, an interesting situation uh, I mean first of all do we have enough money I don't think we do no, at no, we this don't. point so we, we did do a tally off air um, and of the 10,000 gold pieces we need which I think you should have got an idea now but like that's that's a lot of money uh, we've got 4,000 between us not I think. quite not is it quite, definitely 10,000 it's 10,000 worth of diamonds specifically so we have less than half of that and it took us a year's worth of playing in three levels to get 4,000 I mean we've, we've spent stuff along the way but yeah 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 basically yeah it's, it's a king's ransom 10,000 gold pieces like there are, I mean there's, we there's morally like karmically we, we, we killed a bunch of slavers last time and set a load of slaves free if we robbed a bank this episode it, you know like chaotic neutral you know seize the day a little bit of bad a little bit of good you know yeah I mean you know we're doing it for a good cause-ish yeah. bit the selfish road, as long as no one gets killed I guess yeah. and kill anyone the Russian yeah. like, then yeah, we're right. uh, you know. How many lives do we give for M's life? Well, exactly. Uh, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And, uh, yeah. Also, Pretty evil triumphs if good sylphs do nothing. There's also <laughs> that as well. <laughs> what about neutral ones? Uh, back at you. Shots fired. <laughs> in your face. In your face. <laughs> in your face. I can protect sleepers. Oh, there is, the oh there, is, there is unpacking to be done about last episode as well. Don't worry. There is, there is plenty there is. of conversations to be yeah. had um, in and beyond Yanderhof. But um, but yeah, this is the thing: is it's kind of bringing characters back from the dead is a thing that does exist in this world. I think everyone is everyone knows that your characters know that it maybe exists because you would, you know, if that if that existed as a thing in the world, word would have gotten around. But it isn't like it's you can't just like you can't pop into W H Smiths and just buy one over the and bring someone back to dead from the dead over the counter. Um, God, that was a. I pulled WH Smith's out as my reference. <laughs> yes, you there. did. That yes. was <laughs> the WH Smith. I had a feeling it was WH Woolworths. Yeah, so, the yeah. first thing I was about to say was Woolworths. So I was yeah. like, no, wait, they, they went out of business years ago. <laughs> years and years and years ago. Only in this country. Because they were trying to bring all, people back from the dead. Uh, yeah, and they, and they did still? sell it, a cheap restoration kit, which yeah. I think was the thing that pushed them over the edge, actually. Mm. Just a, a Woolies back from the dead kit. It's still around in other Bring them back from the dead. They've got no mind left, really. It's basically a zombie kit. They're just full of pick and mix. That's that's basically. <laughs> I mean, USA tweet us, but I believe that Woolworths exists in a. I think it's a different company altogether, but Woolworths kind of exists. There's still a few blockbusters as well. There's yeah, one, there are, I think yeah. there's one blockbuster, isn't there? They've got the it's, Twitter it's, account. It's, uh, it's, it's like way up the north in like North America somewhere, isn't it? Like, somewhere, yeah. yeah, yeah their Twitter feed is keeping them going. It's yeah. in it's Captain Marvel, Marvel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it was tweet as the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tweet us on a WAP phone. Let's do that. Well, suffice it to say, bringing people back from the dead is not easy. Yep. There are ways to do it, and you are free to explore those. Um, but I want to be clear at the start that I am not going to bend the rules of life and death for the sake of being nice on this. Uh, there are ways that this can be done and there are ways that it can't be done. Uh, and so if that's the path that you're going to go on, then you need to be prepared for that. You need to be prepared that you may not be successful, but it's up to you as to whether you want to try or not. Because, you know, all it takes for uh, for MZ to die is for Velda to do nothing. 
Um, it's, I'm it's not a cleric. <laughs> I mean, you can try and hook it into everything, but I'm, I'm no cleric. No. Um, although, well, would there be such a thing as a resurrection scroll? Uh, no, I mean, it's be, too high level. It's to too high level. Scroll. I was going to say that would yeah. be phenomenally. Well, expensive. isn't there some kind of like a balm you can get that's really tricky? Is like, and we don't know what a he's balm. come back as. You know, oh, yeah, you know, you know, we did have about. some of that in a previous campaign. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? You're talking about the salve of the second chance. Which, that thing. Uh, which is a, uh, a specific item which is produced in the River Kingdoms. So if you could ever uh, go to the River Kingdoms and meet the specific old woman who makes it, <laughs> then maybe, maybe that would uh, help. It's probably quite far away. That's, That's hilarious, though. It was basically, you, you come back to life, but you roll on a random table. So you could come back to life as a newt or something something like that it was oh, yeah. very, it was See, very like buddhist that. yeah i think it's hilarious yeah <laughs> sure. so uh let's find out how that goes you have at least found a city how well it goes we will find out from here uh, so to give you an idea of what is uh, going on as the as the uh, as the day so this is day two uh, remember that uh, Fulton and shania you're on one save each on your tetanus disease so you're feeling you're feeling, still feeling rough today, but you can at least speak, uh, and you haven't gotten any worse during the night. Shania's medicine has helped. Um, and you have a wagon, so you're able to keep out of the drizzle as you make your way along forward. Um, drizzle is, of course, the uh, the name of a famous drow character from um, the D&D character, <laughs> um, as played by Snoop Dogg. Uh, <laughs> so, that's, that's why he has his umbrella, right? <laughs> Uh, the road so the road gets busier um, as you make your way through the day uh, and by now you're regularly starting to pass wagons carrying various goods it's a lot of merchants um, both caravans and sort of small individual traders it's mostly dwarves but you see a few uh, humans as well they all kind of nod to you as you go past they're going in and out as uh, the day wears on, as the morning wears on and the sun finally starts to appear above the mountains because remember you're, you're into the mountains now so it takes quite a while for the sun to suddenly uh, to be visible uh, you pass into a valley uh, one end of which is completely cut off by a huge curtain wall made of dark iron uh, it has seams of um, of a shiny metal running through it and as the sun brings down and, and hits it all of them start to glint uh, and glimmer in the sun as you get closer there are huge statues of dwarves ancient looking statues of dwarves staring down at you from the cliffside um, watching you as you pass there are banners fluttering from the top of this curtain wall all of which showing a warhammer an upside down warhammer uh, which um, Fulton you are easily enough know to be the symbol of Torag who is the dwarven god of the forge who is the dwarf god um, so you know that you are approaching the sky citadel of Yanderhof all of the traffic is being funneled down um, the mountain towards a huge set of gates in the curtain wall. So the wall seems to go right into the side of the mountain itself. So whatever this city is, it's built into the mountain. There is a small settlement sort of built around the gates where you can see people trading. Um, and as you get close, you can see that there are about 10 to 20 dwarves in thick, heavy armor, full helmets covering their faces, 
huge tower shields, each holding a, uh, a warhammer as well, all keeping watch. Uh, and there are some others who are searching wagons um, as they go in. You join the queue, basically, uh, and spend a couple of hours just trundling towards the city, um, making your way through. Nobody's really... Occasionally you see a wagon get pulled aside, uh, and you might uh, see it be searched a bit more thoroughly, but you don't see that they, uh, they don't seem to be sort of turning many people away. Um, eventually... You start to um, you start to get closer to the front, uh, towards the gates, and a uh, a dwarven woman with her hair done up in a bun, holding a clipboard um, or holding a tablet and some chalk, um, comes uh, walking over to you. Morning. Hello. Morning. Morning. Hello there. Yeah. Hello. Feels weird. I can move my jaw. Hello. Hey. It was only a day, Fulton. But one day. What? Stop that. Sorry. If you could not speak for a day, then I think maybe you would implode. So shut up. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to move on to the next uh, wagon? I can <laughs> no, oh, no, no, it's no. Okay. It's okay. No, it's right. let's, let's this go. goes on all the time. You're uh, welcome to Yanderhof. Hey. Thank you. Can I ask uh, what you're hauling today? Uh, mostly ourselves. And um, our friend. Huh. What's your uh, What's your business? We're looking for a cleric, really, a healer. Hey, ah, got yourself in need of a healer, huh? Hey, mm, yes. Hope yeah. you're not bringing anything contagious into the city. No, no, nope. nothing like this. No. What do you need a cleric for? Well, you know, maybe to breathe some life into a friend of ours. Dead body, huh? Hey, yes, yeah. I'm afraid so. He was a very dear friend. <clears throat> hmm. Mind if I take a look? No, not no, at all. Go ahead. I've uh, I cast gentle repose on him and uh, and I sort of show her back and show him. Too. She uh, has a look in the back of the wagon and uh, pulls the uh, the tarp or pulls the uh, cloth aside to have a little look at MZ's face uh, and then covers it up again. There's nods. There's, oh my commiserations. Thank you. Gotta say you're uh, you're a strange group. Well, we're we a ragtag bunch of friends <laughs> hey mm. I'm gonna uh, if you could just hold for a moment I'm just gonna have a talk with uh, with some of my colleagues over here just uh, okay is that sure, a problem sure that's fine can't be too careful with uh, a lot of dangerous orcs around here and uh, well, can't see you see a lot of dark elves about oh yeah who uh do you have a uh, do you have a group name? No, we just we just all the friendly club. Yeah. Uh, Ed yeah. kind of looks around at Fulton saying no because yeah, okay. He's just been gi- and then looks at Caragor as well as if to go <laughs> hang on a minute. You gave me a group name. What the hell is this? We we also told the uh, the the guys we released that we were the danger class. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, not, in, yeah. In, not in a... But I'm Ed, saying it because we're, we should probably be low-key on what we're... Yeah, I know, but Ed doesn't But yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So yeah. now Ed's yeah. a little bit confused by this, but he doesn't say anything. Okay. Uh, so they the dwarves go and, uh, and talk uh, for a little bit. Um, and you can see a couple of the guards looking over in your, uh, in your direction uh, and then turning to... Uh, to talk uh, a little bit. Are they out of earshot? They are out of earshot. Um, Ed turns to Fulton and just says, 
What? What? Why didn't you tell them the name that you gave me? Ah, uh, just because you know you never know who's listening. Sometimes it's better, you know, not to uh, to uh, uh, tell everyone exactly who you are. You never know uh, who might be listening. We're undercover here. See, we got to yeah. find um, this person, and we don't want to. Uh, go around, around willy-nilly telling our names. Alright. I mean, Uncle Gooden says you should speak the truth. Oh, does he? He does. Is that what he says? It's got a book out or something. <laughs> oh, it's just something I heard. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I don't know if there's many people who are fans of Uncle Gooden, if you could believe it, probably in Yanderhof. It's probably not wise to advertise ourselves as fans of Uncle Gooden, is it, Ed? It doesn't say anything. Okay. No, didn't think so. The um, the uh, the woman comes back over with her tablet uh, and with one of the guards in tow. Out of interest, um, you uh, you didn't encounter any Shawanti on the road today, did you? Mm, we did. She looks, raises an eyebrow at your varied answers and then looks to Carador. Yesterday, there were a bunch of slavers that got told they had turned away from trading here with Shawanti in tow. So we um, liberated the uh, slaves from back of the slaver's wagon and liberated the slavers from their ability to slave. <laughs> the, uh, the dwarven guard um, kind of chuckles. <laughs> You're in luck. Some Shawanti passed this way earlier today. Told us that they'd been uh, told us they'd been freed by uh, a group of uh, matching your description. Didn't believe it when they first said it. None saw you approaching here. All right, you're free to enter. Just uh, keep to the foreigners' drink and uh, go about your business as soon as possible. Thanks very much. Excuse me, do you have uh, a temple of uh, Yomaday here at all? No temples to human gods here. You should know that, boy. Only temple here is the Temple of Torag. Hey, I thought that, but I was just checking. <laughs> right, well, I consider myself checked. <laughs> <laughs> he nods uh, He nods with his head, gestures for you to carry on and uh, and they all back off and uh, allow you your horses and uh, wagon to trundle on into Yanderhof itself. So inside Yanderhof, it is even more impressive than the outside. So you've been in an enclosed city for the past few months, really, or few weeks uh, in Kermarga, but this is something completely different. Kermarga always felt kind of chaotic and sort of homemade. Everything was chiseled out of the rock itself. People had made little holes in the side wherever they'd been and to dig something out. Nothing here feels anything less than precise and deliberate. Uh, the ceilings are, are buttressed and they're painted in this vivid blue resembling the sky that the dwarves quested four centuries ago. The streets are well paved. Every surface is expertly carved and painted. Glowing orbs are hanging over posts, uh, picking out the colours in the statues and carvings. Uh, the overriding sense in this whole place is a, uh, a sense of colour and light uh, and expert craftsmanship. 
people are, are coming and going about their business but there are sort of like there are all, there are lanes for the traffic traffic is moving as if it would on a modern road whereas in Kermarga everything just pushed past each other to get there uh, this is a place of order uh, and precision what would you like to do drink it in boys look at this expert craftsmanship there it is very Aye. impressive yes very good uh, we should find somewhere to stay uh, did he say the foreigners quarter is that what he said I think I think so the I, foreigners I, ring he oh, said the, the ring. foreigners ring ah yes well we should uh, we should find a, a good inn and, uh, and and settle in Hey, we should probably not split up as well. No, no, I think we should definitely yeah. find an inn together and then we can stay there. If hey. Freya's come this way, Freya's a half-orc, she would have stood out. I was just thinking out loud. I wonder Good. as well. Um, Karagor's got his disguise kit on him. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's better to wait till they're in, but can he use that disguise kit to make his human side more pronounced and his half-orc side seem more diminished? Yeah, you can go, and you can get in the back of the wagon and have a go at it. There. The so, danger yeah. wagon, I forgot. You've yeah. got the danger wagon. So go ahead and make a uh, go ahead and make a disguise check uh, to try and uh, become a little bit more. Nine. Nine. It's not great. I'm a horror through and through, lads. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the river? Was it the ri she was going down a river, wasn't it? Or like a in, yeah. No, she was in the back of a wagon and going on uh, through the mountains. Oh, okay. Um, how many? I thought she was coming through Yanderhof. Was that not right? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah. Dan, do mm. you know she? How many exits are there from this? From is this the only way in and out of the city? Uh, yes, the main gate is the, well. The, this is the only way in and out of from the valley. There are there are lots of underground passages in and out. And when we saw uh, when you explained it, um, where did we see Freya? She was in a, a wagon. She was at, she was in a wagon. She was outside somewhere. Okay, she was, yeah. But obviously, you haven't seen that in character. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. our viewers at home. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we assume that she's. Either past to Yanderhof, she might still be here. Yeah, mm. okay. But she might well have gone by now. Q. Um, right, should we go to the foreigner's ring? Uh, can Vilda just make some general inquiries uh, as to an inn? Like good names, sure. like a lo knowledge local check, would that be? Yeah, go ahead, uh, a knowledge local check to try and. Uh, it's not too bad. Uh, 16. Uh, no, sorry, 17. A 16. Uh, so you managed to ascertain from asking around a few people that the foreigner's ring refers to this level of Yanderhof. Ah. So Yanderhof goes... Uh, Sky Citadels are a little bit above ground, but they go way, way down underground. They're underground cities, effectively. So a Sky Citadel are the points at which the dwarves first appeared on the surface. Centuries ago, dwarves were born underground, they lived underground. Uh, and then at one point in their history, thousands of years ago, a great prophecy arose that they were destined to uh, reach something called the surface. And this thing called the quest for the sky happened where the dwarves uh, all surged upwards searching for this promised land. In the process, they encountered the orcs, who also had been... Um, uh, begun underground uh, and they began to drive the orcs upwards with them so they drove the orcs to the surface that is part of why dwarves and orcs are mortal enemies uh, at the points where the dwarves first appeared on the surface they built great cities which were called sky citadels uh, and they were their capitals of the dwarven nation in its early days since then most of them have fallen um, in fact, Urgir, which is the uh, the capital of Belkson, uh, which is the, the orc capital, effectively, was once a, sky, a dwarven sky citadel. Yanderhof is one of the few that is still in dwarven hands. 
Uh, the Foreigner's Ring refers to the first level, which is the one that is level with the ground. It's, it's almost city size. It's a big, big district. Uh, but there are many other rings below, which are for dwarves only and for members of the clan only. So it is very... It, you get the sense you're not going to accidentally walk into one of these. It involves right. going through a heavily guarded gates to get to any of the bits of the city you're not meant to. Um, and you ascertain that there are other ways out of the city. Yandahof have some, has some uh, passages to Bloodsworn Vale, uh, which is a way through the Mindspin Mountains, and you know that was mentioned uh, in the, uh, the letters you read. You also find a place to stay... It's an amazing role, uh, but you managed to find a, uh, a tavern called Bangin' Hammers, um, which has got a uh, which has got a few rooms available at uh, quite a cheap rate. Uh, it's got a big open tap room at the bottom, um, but yes, there are there's a, a room that will sleep all of you that is available for a couple of gold pieces tonight. So you have a base. Splendid, Velda. Uh, pays. Okay. Right, we got a room. Should we um, should we pop MZ out there? Hey. A good idea, yeah. Um, can Caragor... Oh, sorry, go on, drum. No, no, it's okay. Oh, um, can Caragor... Uh, how seedy is this inn? I mean, it's not the best inn in town. Uh, it looks a bit it looks a bit run down. The downstairs bit looks a bit run down. Um, While the guy's getting bedded in, uh, Caragor would just like to discreetly start asking around to see if there'd be anybody who knows where unsavoury characters go or if they travel through or if there's some kind of he's basically putting feelers out to try and uh, not contact but see if there is some kind of criminal underground or underclass right okay um start asking around um go ahead and give me a I guess perception check to uh to sort of see how good you are at gathering information on this also a nine also a nine not great okay so um you make a few inquiries but you draw more suspicion than you do anything else the dwarves are not comfortable um by and large talking about where you would go to find unsavory elements of the city especially from uh, what they consider to be an orc yeah when an, uh, when an orc starts asking where do you do crimes not that, not that literally I mean, yeah. but yeah I wasn't but starts, that, ma- but yeah, starts sure. making these like they interpret it badly um, and okay, you cool. find short shrift from the uh, the dwarves alright well I rejoin the fellas and uh, mm-hmm. go uh, that's quite interesting sorry uh, just uh, so it's many dwarves in the taproom uh, it's, yeah it's mostly dwarves there are, um, there are there are still some there are a mix of other races around some quite a lot of human uh, some halfling um, but, uh, but yeah it is still mostly dwarves that live up here this oh. is the only level that uh, outsiders are allowed on it doesn't mean it's all outsiders uh, yeah no I suppose because you, you want to do business with people coming in and yeah. you'd have your shops and stuff like that. right okay cool so um, in terms of pinpointing a location or if she came through here not easy to do do you want um, well I, I, the best person to ask around would be Fulton probably I mean there's a lot of dwarves here or hey this is like one of no, my I, I, don't, I don't think they'd like you very much uh, Caragor um, I mean nothing personal uh, maybe not Shania as well uh. our character we had that little letter didn't we that sort of gave a route from uh, that was roughly Freya's route it named about four different places one of which was Yanderhof and it said a place that she was going after that we could probably ascertain her route you know, you know from the you know from the lesson you read, she was going to go from Yanderhof. Uh, she was going to pass through Bloodsworn Vale, uh, where she was due to be picked up at somewhere called Skelt by a Faith Barge. Uh, she is eventually heading to Tamaran, which is in Nimathas. 
that is her destination. Uh, and you, like I say, you found out that Bloodsworn Vale can be accessed from Yandalf. It is a path, it is a pass that heads through the Mindspin Mountains. Uh, is a way of cutting through them without having to go all the way around them to the south. Cool. Okay. So we know the location after this, but we don't know if she has successfully passed through here, if she's been arrested or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? I was trying to ascertain. Well, would it be uh, a good starting point finding this uh, passage to the Bloodsworn Vale? Um, because if there's just one, then um, presumably they have guides like the uh, Half-Light Pass. I mean, like I, that. I, I've been here before. Oh, sorry, Ed. I didn't stay in this place here, but I've been to Yanderhof before. It was a long time ago, but I think I think I may have a knowledge of where it is. Can I check? Yeah, looks like I have make a knowledge local check, Ed Johnson. Very helpful. He was only going to go to the gates. Well, I mean, yeah, he's he's sticking around for a night because yeah. he's a bit. He's not going to. He's not going to travel back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lonely, isn't he? He's and lonely. he's having a drink with the boys and girls, obviously. But yeah, um, you know, he's enjoying it. I think. And now, now they've had a fight together and stuff. And also, he's a bit intrigued. Actually, I sure. mean, if out of character, yeah, definitely, he's like all of this kind of names and things like that. He's he's not sure about these guys anymore, but he wants to stick around and see what's going on just for a little while. I guess. Anyway, that was a natural one, so. <laughs> <laughs> so intrigued. So, so the bottomless well of I mean, its it, knowledge has run dry. It's been a while since I've been here, and I'm a bit confused. Do you want, do you want another drink, Ed? Uh, yes, please. Oh, right, let's get another drink here. <laughs> you get um, some yeah, Ed has no idea. Like he gives you some directions. Uh, if you follow them up, it leads to a. Com- <laughs> it just leads to a yeah. dead end. Um, yeah. yeah, you were pretty drunk last time you were here, Ed. Um, you don't quite remember the the exact route yeah. you took. Could, to ask around, would it be a knowledge local? Uh, knowledge local, you can do um, yeah. to try and work it out yourself, I'll or you a, can do a perception a, if you'd rather. I'll have a knowledge local see if I can ask about. Ooh, it's not very good. That is uh, eleven. An eleven. Uh, you, again, you don't really know. Um, no, not really. I've already been to Sky Siddle. Fascinating place, though. Hey, I'm from one of them. How are you? Which one? Yeah. Hey, Helm. Oh, yes, you have mentioned, yes. Is it like this? Yeah. It's massive. It's the, it's the uh, capital. Capital? What? What? The capital. Ah, yes. <laughs> hey. Is the capital L? Is that what you were saying? No, it's the capital. Okay. Yesterday was better. Uh, excuse me, fellas. The uh, the bar the bar manager looks over at you and goes, "Excuse me, look, uh, oh, I bring I bring you some drinks over uh, right away, but uh, I got it. You're not planning on keeping that dead body in here. It's uh, it's put. Oh no, we're gonna put it in the room. Is You've that right? It. Oh, I think I think we just, did. All oh, right, oh, I thought yeah, yeah. I thought he was just sitting there with sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Good looking body though, right? I mean, he doesn't need another <laughs> drink. He's not finished his first one yet. Um, this I, saw, I saw you bring it in here and I, I'm not comfortable with that being in the room. I don't mind you renting the place. I know it's not the best place, but... Uh, Please, he's, uh, he's one of my best friends. We're trying to find uh, a priest that will uh, get him back. We'll take him to the temple then. Don't leave him in a bedroom. I know, we are. We are. We're just... Uh, uh, do you know how to get to the Mind Spin Mountain? You're uh, in them. Mines. They're in the the Mind Spin Mountain mines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mind Spin Mountain mine. He's not very well. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you look pretty unwell. <laughs> uh, you should find a cleric. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should. You're right. Um, where do we need to go? 
Never mind, Fulton. The, the, but it's just the blood, blood veil. Yeah, blood veil. Blood swan veil. Blood swan veil. Just it's all right. We'll, we'll do that after. You probably need to go see a cleric. Is right. Yes. All right. Let's go to one of the temples of Torak. Uh, right. Just incidentally, have you had any news from Highhelm at all? Oh, we don't get. Uh, I don't really keep up with it. I don't know anyone there. Oh, I just wondered. Just it, wondered how the city's doing. I, it's still there, as far as I heard. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, have you had any news from Kermaga at all? Oh God, you seem to have been out of the loop. Where have all of you boys been? Oh, you wouldn't believe. We were in we were like the mines on the road. <laughs> but you were in the mines that you're looking for. No, no, different mines. Different mines. You're miners, or yeah, we're miners. No, he. Uh, yes, I'm not a miner. I want a fucking drink. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we've just been travelling. Look, um, we'll we'll pipe him down. If you could bring those drinks when you're free, that'd be lovely. Thank you. <laughs> All right, he goes back and uh, well, comes back with some drinks. Didn't answer me a question. Yeah, no, he did not. Carol was a little bit put out. Sometimes, if the Danger Club changed the subject enough, the NPCs forget the yeah. <laughs> question. So I want to ask you fellas, before we get our drinks over here, why do we hide the Danger Club name? I said, because you don't know who's listening. Yeah, but Uncle Good and his blasters, and as you know, they thought that we were the group that we were and they were positive about us hey, so why did we hide that that's right actually they were after we freed them from slavers didn't I say that it's good to tell the truth it is but we've we've been we've been you know lied to before uh, and it takes us a while okay. to trust people look Ed uh, yeah. you, 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 you say that speaking the truth is uh, is a good thing yeah yeah most yeah? of the time well then we perhaps have some truths for you <laughs> Are you ready for the truth? Wait, hang on, Shania. What? Caragod ca- catches the tone <laughs> and just goes, just one second, please. By the way, you look really, really pretty today. <laughs> I haven't told you in a while, actually. Okay. Okay. How long? Be more what were you going to say, yeah. Shania? Hang on, wait, wait, Ed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just before Shania says that, uh, listen, pa- partly the reason um, is that that there... Oh, wait, no, he's not with us, is he, MZ? No, he's upstairs. Points upwards. Yeah. Both, you know... Oh, that's quite a nice symbolic thing. Um, him... He was quite good at talking and that and being diplomatic and chatting. Um, And, I mean, at the moment he's dead. So we didn't want to have to rely on that. Sometimes it's best to hide your identity and who you are. Caragor gestures at his eye patch and stuff and his failed attempt at disguising. (laughs) Go Um, (laughs) wig. To, you know, do your best work. Um, And, oh, look at that. Isn't that, look, a squirrel. Oh yes, look at a squirrel. How how fast? God, how distracting! The squirrel ah. looks over from the other table and says, "Hey, leave me out of this." <laughs> <laughs> oh. is, he, is he smoking a cigar and playing cards? I mean, I don't want to intrude. I'm only sticking around for a night or so, That's and then fine. I'm going to head oh, back with my are. horses. Then a night's fine, isn't it, Shania? Are you sure about this? Yeah, I feel like he is a good man, and maybe he should know. And maybe. And maybe he is the kind of person that can um, that can uh, Velda, get the truth Velda, known. Velda casts message while she's talking and says, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> Shinai passes one back and says, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> both of these, both of you, whisper these things. So yeah. sitting around I mean, the same is, table. This is, while, yeah. this is while everyone's talking. Just, just coming up, just like into your saying yeah. it into your hand. Fuck you. <laughs> These drinks are taking a while. <laughs> yes, yes, Ed. Yes, they sure are. The drinks arrive. Oh, here they are. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, whilst we're having a drink and sat around here discussing things, Velda, mm-hmm. what the fuck, mate? What? 
What was all that about? Why'd you bail on us taking over slavers and freeing them slaves? Yeah. I, no, I didn't bail on freeing the slaves. Uh, you absolutely did. Thought. That is absolutely no, what you did do. No, no, what I draw a line as is, uh, is murder. I mean, you... You murder things all murder. the time. We've no, murdered things. No, we've we murdered so many things. We yes, have murdered no, many things. We've fought many things and we've, we've killed many things, but I've never murdered anyone in their bed. And I draw the line at that. Again, just a piece of advice Actually. for you, son. I don't know you very well. I no, don't you know don't any did. of you very well. My advice to you would be, Uncle Gooden... He wouldn't. He wouldn't like that. He wouldn't like those slaves being kept in there. So would he, would he like people being murdered in their bed? Well, technically, technically, technically they were yeah, in their would. bed. I, I mean, mean if yeah, you, you killed it, you killed the dwarf in his bed. No, none of them were actually physically in their bed at the actually, time. Just, just out of character. One of the dwarfs, the dwarfs was, was in his bed. <laughs> I can't hey. believe we're splitting hairs to this degree, <laughs> but yes, one of the dwarfs in was lying bed. in his bed. <laughs> and you killed happened. the other one in cold blood. I wonder where the slaves were taken from if they were taken from their bed, or maybe they were taken kicking and screaming. But I you know. was a fucking slave. I was a slave when I was a child, so I've got as much reason to hate slavers as anyone else. That doesn't. Give but you I made my peace with it long time ago, Caragor One Fang. And I decided that my line is murder, and I won't commit that. Oh, so because you were one slave, that gives you right to dictate you to judge? how every other slave is freed. I've, I've freed slaves, probably like you. Good. Were, wh- wh- at what point would you voluntarily take the life of a slave again? Take the life of a slave? Would you wish to become a slave again? Well, no. Well, exactly then. Yes, but my, my experiences are vastly different to, uh, to many other people's. Well, fine, your experience is different, but that's not the, that's not the universal it right, right. It was the right thing to free slaves, but I am not a murderer, and I couldn't square that with my conscience. So once the fight was active, once it was up, once they were no longer going to be murdered, you still stood there, did nothing? Well, if, I mean, the, the fight took about 12 seconds, yes. because you murdered them in their beds. You've done more than that in 12 seconds before. Your absence was noted, that was all. Fuck you. And Veld stands up, and he goes up to the room. Okay. Yeah. The squirrel looks over and goes, well, that's pretty awkward. <laughs> um, nice. Ah, oh, Veldy. Veldy, Veldy, Veldy. I'm sorry for his pain. Velda was a slave. Yeah, I did not know this. Me neither. And I am surprised that it was not more active last night. Since uh, I have, uh, I, my peoples have... Um, enslaved people and used slaves many times and it was enough uh, to sicken me and you know is part of the reasons that I would not be a part of this world you know and yet being a slave and yet he would let them live fucking crazy yeah Uh, I think that still's got a lot a lot going on under his head I'm not sure how much that's good okay well anyway so Um, where excuse me Barkey what's your name by the way got these drinks (laughs) man Brought the drinks. Have <laughs> the drinks. We're on the second drinks. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. That conversation doesn't happen without already being having had a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is. Um, his, uh, my name is Haggy Stonespeck. Ha- what? Haggy Stonespeck of Clan Stonespeck. Ah, all right, Stonespeck. My name is uh, Battlestone. Ah, of the. Uh, well, just of the Battlestone. The Battlestones. Uh, hey, is that the High Helm Battlestones? Hey. Ah, it's good to know you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name's uh, Gregor. Gregor Battlestone. Oh, strange dwarf name. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, I'm not one to judge. People are called all sorts of crazy things nowadays. Uh, do you know where the Temple of Turag is? 
in relation to here. Yes, he gives you very accurate directions of how to get to the Temple of Torag from here. All right, thank you. Uh, Fulton goes upstairs. Okay. Uh, gets M's body and then starts... Do you, uh, Vilda is in the room when you go. There's, you've got to... One okay, I'll... Bit, I'll but, uh, you, you can... <laughs> just awkwardly. <laughs> just <laughs> shuffling around M's body. Don't mind me. Sorry, Vilda, I just need to... Are you going to the temple? Aye. All right, let's go. All right. Velderum. Fulton. Yeah. Uh, Shania um, turns to, to Ed mm. okay. and, and says, Ed, uh, yes. I, I believe that there's some things that I need to tell you. I think that you are, you are a good man and uh, you are living your life under false pretenses. Caragor is uh, giving an eyebrow dance to rival and, all uh, eyebrow dances. <laughs> and Shania looks back at him with an eyebrow dance that says, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and turns back to Ed and says, um, there's a truth that you must know about. Uh, this Uncle Gooden that you, uh, yes. that, that, that you revere so well, uh, we have found that he is not what he seems. No. What do you mean? He he is um, he is a false uh, person. He he is a he is a blood mage. He is uh, trapping people, enslaving people, using people. And as soon as we can prove this, then I would I've, I just I want you to know that you, he is not the person that you think he is. And I only tell you this, and this is this is. This is extremely dangerous for me to say to you, but I tell you this because I think that it is important for you to know and that that I would not wish you to live your life falsely, for you are a good, a good person and I wish you to, to understand truth. Yeah? Now listen here, Sherry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a lot of information you've just given me there. And I'm sorry, but uh, there's been a lot of lies about Uncle Gooden. And I know that they're not true. He's done so much good for Kara Marger and everything around. Sherry, you got to believe. Okay. Okay. I, I have told you the truth that I know of. If you choose not to believe me, then this, this, is, this is up to you. But I would implore you with all your heart to look deeper than you think you are looking. Because I worry that you would not like what you find. Sherry, tell me how you know this. Yeah, how do you Sherry, know this? Tell because us how you know this. Thank you. <laughs> because, we you? Are, because I have made my own investigations and I have found out the truth, okay? Well, there's a lot of fake stories out there. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean the fabricated papers? <laughs> yes. Fabricated whispers going around and I choose not to believe that. Okay, well, this is down to you then. Oh, well, looks and, like uh, we've resolved that. That was said <laughs> and nothing else is revealed. So it looks like we've both got our own opinions and we can respect them each equally. That's great, isn't it? Now, where's this bloody temple of Torag? To Yanderhof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Fulton, um, it, you're gonna all good is you're gonna need Velda's help because uh, it takes two of you to carry the body uh, on the on the stretcher that you built for it. So yeah, I mean, I'm Velda goes and cool. helps. So the two of you come down. As as I'm as I'm coming down the stairs, I turn uh, to Velda and I say, um, "Hey, um, 
I was pretty heated. Uh, you know, I, you have your reasons for doing what you did. Uh, maybe we should communicate a little bit more between us. You know, I didn't communicate enough to MZ how much he meant to me. And, uh, you know, if I, if I could go back, I would tell him everything that he meant to me as a friend. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you opened up and said to us a little bit of your, uh, your uh, past and how you were a slave. Um, it doesn't matter, does it? Well, I, just it think, I just think that some people in this party see the world in black and white, and the world isn't like that, shades of grey. And, uh, well, maybe my experience as a child coloured my view. There's, it's far more complex than that. You can't just wade in there and butcher people for, for a black and white sort of answer. It's never that simple. And we didn't give those men a chance. We just butchered them. And the entire party made the decision in about half a second. And I'm not a murderer. And what they did was wrong. And slavery is wrong. And it should be stopped. But maybe there was another way to handle that situation rather than just butcher people. Is that who we are now? Anyway, it's done. Fuck it. Let's go to this temple. Fulton looks... Thanks um, for your words, by the way. And he like, nods at Fulton. Fulton, like, kind of looks like... Um, because he spent so much of his time wading in and sort of killing things and just not really thinking. He, like... Mm-hmm. He sort of, like, looks a little bit like he's thinking. Dif- not, like... Not, like, persuaded, but, like... Thinking, like, ah, oh, okay. There okay. is, like... Mm. Um, and then we head downstairs. Okay. Uh, you head, uh, you head downstairs and rejoin uh, everybody carrying the stretcher. It draws some attention from yeah. the people in the tower. Nobody, we've literally just put him upstairs. Yeah. As well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come back just, down. He's back, uh, and you kind of, um, you kind of take the because he's he's still got all his pack and everything. So you kind of get most of the pack off and put it on the table to uh, to go take it back upstairs. Get it. As you're doing that, you notice there's a piece of paper sticking out of uh, one of the pockets um, of the um, of his travelling pack. I look at the piece of paper. Okay, you take the piece of paper uh, and you read out what it says. Mother, it's been a long time since I wrote you last. For that, I apologise. My life in the past few months has taken a turn, but you needn't worry. It's a turn for the good, and I've been in many adventures since I last wrote. I would say that I'm a bad son, but I know what you'd say. You'd say, you're not a bad son, Em. You're just different. And smile in that way that never fails to make me return one to you. As you know, from my last letter, I've been traveling on my own from town to town for some time now, avoiding trouble as best I can, taking work wherever possible. I always did prefer being on my own after what happened. However, recently I met some folks and people that are good. Some of the truest beings I have ever met. We have started to help others as a team. It took time to trust them. For a long time I couldn't. I still always hear father's voice in my head. Take your time, son. Don't trust anyone. Sadly ironic that he included himself when he used these words. After some time traveling together and some near-death experiences, including my own, I now call this group my friends. I trust them with my life. And I'll die to save them. 
Their names are Shania Rain, a drowl who bears so much pain, but uses this pain to relieve others of theirs. Karagor Wanfang, a half-orc, or Horak, as he prefers to be called, who has never lost a fight to man or beast, a true and just being with a talent for entertaining equal to fighting. Velda Kenblight, a wizard who is knowledgeable and knows exactly when it's time to leave, and who is right. I don't mean right as in he knows everything, as he definitely does not, but he is right <laughs> in his heart. And for me, that's where it counts. And lastly, Fulton Battlestone, a fighter dwarf who you'll be happy to know can drink like any Z who fights as strong as Yomadai herself. Fulton is someone who I can say is a better companion than anyone could wish for. My true friend. I will be with him until one or both of us perish. As I said before, I would die for them all and I'm sure they would die for me. And for this reason I have found some peace. A peace I have not known since before father died. I still wish I could reconcile with him, but wishing is a fool's pastime, so I choose to spend my time doing good in the world with my new companions. I choose to be a part of the Danger Club. This is where I find peace. We are about to go on a mission to confront a villain who resides in Kermaga, one who has information and has wronged a new friend of ours. I'm confident we will be successful in this quest. I have no doubt that we will have to leave the city after our mission, but just know I'll be safe. And I promise, I'll write again soon. I love you, Mother. One day I will return, until that day know I am safe and with friends. Yours, M, son of Memzi. P.S. I finally purchased a hunger monger. I always wanted one, and I know Father would be proud knowing that one day I will use one like he did all those years. P.P.S. <laughs> I'm playing the ukulele again. I know this always made you so happy. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, okay. Fulton wipes away a tear after reading it. Uh, I read it out loud to... Uh, well, everyone else is there, right? Yeah, I read it out loud wow. to everyone. Cool. And we'll say you can do it in a way that lets you not give away the names to Ed Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, Who you've given a second name now in front yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So sad. He wrote that, wrote that letter for his mum you went on the mission and he couldn't post yeah. it because Carragher got the Minotaur to burn down the Kenmarga post office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should deliver this. Well, we should send this to his mother. Like, yeah, we sh absolutely must do well, this. I mean, I mean, hopefully he can post it himself. I'll keep holding Maybe. it for now. Let's see. To the, to the place. Okay. To the Temple of Tara. Yeah, that place. With M's words in your ear, you hitch up the um, the stretcher and you make your way through the town to the temple of Torag. That was fantastic, by the way. Colin wrote that nice. himself. That is great. What a mate. Yeah, well, thanks. It just wasn't really clear on whether or not you'd, uh, whether or not M would die for us or not. I'm not sure if that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah right. Or just felt just like felt the guilt getting in every time. I thought it might be like the last will and testament, being like, yeah, if I die, then just take my chain shirt, my arrows, <laughs> uh, and, and leave me in the river. It's what I would have wanted. <laughs> oh my god. 
Imagine if he had a really detailed will and you're like, yeah. oh, oh no, he's left all the arrows to Velda. What did he do? Yeah, right, right. I just like, believe in the true death. I don't want to be resurrected. No, go, don't take me to a temple. Yeah. <laughs> so the temple of Torag is in the heart of the, um, of the district. It is a great forge uh, with a huge symbol of Torag um, hanging on a banner above it. Um, it is suspended above an enormous pit uh, from which there is light and there is a tremendous heat coming up from this pit. Uh, the forge is suspended from the ceiling by great chains um, carved into uh, all four sides uh, of the temple is a huge dwarven face with an open mouth and from the mouths of the dwarves pours a constant stream of molten metal uh, which pours down into the pit far below where there isn't just a lake of molten metal shimmering um, there is a bridge stretching out across the, uh, the pit um, to one of the statues and where were the faces there it has a forked beard um, which curls around underneath its mouth and to the sides which directs the flow of molten metal in a sort of fork pattern either side uh, of the bridge which allows you to pass underneath it and through the gates of the temple itself there are priests um, all around there there are a lot of dwarves here a lot of people coming to worship there is a great worship space here uh, and there are people mostly dwarves there are a few other people as well and there are lots of priests wearing uh, holy regalia with that symbol of the upside down anvil on and many of them also wear smith's aprons you can see all of them have smithing tools as well um, Twarag is a god of the forge and so it is part of the regalia that they wear those things um, you uh ask uh you ask around um what are you asking for primarily uh, uh, uh if anyone knows of any um priests that know anything about uh, Re resurrection, life, uh, yeah, resurrection or reincarnation okay so resurrection. You, yeah, you ask yeah. about bringing back the dead um and you are looked at in a sort of puzzled way and told to wait um for a uh, for a little while Eventually, after about an hour of sitting around uh, and waiting, a uh, uh, there are some footsteps nearby, and a priest approaches you. Uh, he is a uh, he's a dwarf. He has a grey beard, which has been neatly tied uh, into two strips. Um, he wears uh, he wears the gown of a priestess with a uh, the apron over the top. Um, you can see that he is his face is made up, so he has eyeshadow on. Uh, and has some uh, has some lipstick as well, uh, and his beard is neatly tied back. His hair is tied back uh, as well. He has a huge hammer over one shoulder, um, and he approaches you. Says, I am senior cleric Stern Vinward. Which of you is the uh, worshipper of Thorag? I am. You seek to bring back the dead. I. Hmm. May I see? Yeah. He pulls the thing aside and has a look. Well, you better come into my office then, hadn't you? And that's where we leave it for tonight. Ooh. Just, just got to say, coolest mental image of a temple ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Dwarves <laughs> really cool. don't mess about. Yeah. Good job. Nice. Well done, well done everyone. Good job. Some really good stuff in there. Yeah, it's really good.
I'm Jen. I'm Brian. And I'm Henno. We're three friends that talk about mental health, wellness, and our lives. Through articles and tips, we share what has worked for us on our paths overcoming depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, alcoholism, and addiction. Come join us on our journey. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just search for The Crazy Life. Remember, wiggle your toes and just keep breathing.